Right now, I have a special treat for everybody tuning in. We have Show Me the Body live in studio right here on Radio 1190.
Get up when they get up 
I'm joined in the studio by Show Me the Body. How is everybody doing today? Yeah, yeah. How you doing? How you doing? Awesome. Thanks for being here so much. Really appreciate it. Um, so first, why don't we go down the line and everybody say your name and uh, what you play in the band. My name is Julian Cashman. I play uh, banjo vocals. My name is Noah Coco. I play drums. My name is Harlan Steed. I play bass. I'm uh, Josh Grogan, also known as Mafia Josh, <laughs> Mafia Josh Grogan. I play uh, guitar. I'm I'm a Dream Crusher. I'm touring with Show Me the Body currently, and I play uh, Planes Crashing on a Laptop. Awesome. Yeah. So Josh, Josh Grogan is not in Show Me the Body. He's just a bro. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm that gender neutral, you know what, in the building. Mm. So, you know, popping, popping. How, how long has uh, Show Me the Body been a project uh, to this date? With this lineup of people, mm -hmm. we've been doing with this lineup for like three years, but as a project, maybe like eight years or something like that. Awesome. And so, how is how did it start off originally? How was the? Uh... Uh, it started with uh, Julian and I playing when we were younger, like around like fourteen, fifteen years old, mm -hmm. and uh, we we just like wrote songs after school together, and then. His older cousin started playing with us for a period of time, and then eventually Noah took his place in the band, and his older cousin became our producer. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, for sure. Trudy, did you want to? Yeah, um, I just had a quick question. I think something that's really cool that you guys talk about is New York and the importance of that place. And so, if you guys want to basically speak about like the importance of place in like in terms of venues and where you guys play, and then also New York itself also is just a hub. Yeah, I don't really think it's that important, honestly. Like, I just think it's like where it's where we're from, and like that's what we care about. So, like, I don't know if I were to meet anybody from like any other type of spot, like I would just I would hope that they would feel as hard at, about their about their home as we as we like feel about about our home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and then you guys also have like kind of spoken about how Show Me the Body is kind of your way of community organizing, and I thought that was a really cool way. Um, to, to phrase something like that and if you guys want to basically say how that community feels when it comes to performances and like that shared feeling of like aggression that I think like comes across in your music a lot and like those shared experiences I think you guys try to capitalize on uh, someone on the internet the other day said something that I felt like described it really well and really simply they were like whenever show me the body plays a show it feels like a big family reunion and I think that's what like in simple terms it feels like I don't want to like overcomplicate it by in terms of like answering your question of, about organizing I think we're striving to find spaces and, and places for kids to go and feel like they're accepted and feel safe and feel like they can let go in an environment and uh, not feel like they're not meant to be there or that they uh, 
they don't belong, you know, so. And more than anything else, like this, pro this project, like, blessed us with positivity, you know what I mean? Just, like, being around and, like, getting, like, being with other kids and, like, other young people who, like, like, just aren't, you know, it's not just about doing dirt, like, it's about making things together and expressing each other's feelings. Um, and so, like, I think that, like, at least in New York, it definitely feels like a, a big family just because those are our heads and those people we know and we love. But I think, like, outside of New York, the goal is just to empower other youth in, in those places to feel that way with their own, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit about uh, what are some of the influences that you bring into your music? Like, what kind of place are you coming from? Because I noticed a lot in uh, the last song that you played, there was this, like, very, uh, or sorry, the second to last song, there was a very, like, apocalyptic sort of tone to it, kind of like references to the, the Black Plague and uh, things like that, or Monty Python, either or. But, um, I just wanted to ask, like, where, where are you kind of coming from when you're, like, what place do you come from when you're writing some of these songs, would you say? Well, that song is a Dream Crusher song, so a lot of that comes from Dream Crushers being raw as hell. Um, and then, I don't know. Just kind of what, what feels right, I guess, when, when we're making music? Uh, I guess so. It's, I mean, yeah, I guess all it's really about is just relating the physical body to whatever is happening around you so mm -hmm. whatever we happen to write lyrically is usually a reflection of our persons like in the space and what's happening around us totally um do you want to talk about uh, a little bit about some of the places the venues that you've played or like different areas no matter what like i've i read somewhere that you played some like more uh unconventional spaces like alleyways or like uh, underpasses and stuff like that, and uh, I don't know if you wanted to talk a little. We bit like about to throw that. generator shows. Nice. So those have to be in spots that are sort of out of the way, you know. What is that process like? Getting something like that organized, where it's not at a like. You just gotta go rent a generator from Home Depot for sixty bucks. Mm -hmm. Borrow a PA from somebody. Make sure you got a microphone. And yeah. Get a spot that's not gonna get shut down. Yeah. yeah anyone can do it anywhere. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, I also just had a question about your second album. There are a lot more features and um, a lot more people involved. How was that process of songwriting where you had more people um, to, like chiming in and more voices in it and like how that was different for you guys? I don't, I don't think any of us really consider it a second album. It's, uh, it was kind of an experiment for us and an opportunity to, um, I guess, you know, expand our songwriting, but also work with our community more directly. And I think that that's that's what it ended up manifesting as, like uh, representation of the shows we play, the last few months in New York, like what it's been like to have you know venues shut down and essentially being forced out and finding new places to play. And I think a lot of this music really came out of that and a feeling of like a need to respond to it. Um, but it's really also our first fully collaborative project. Like there's very there's only one song on there. It's only show me the body, like the, the the whole project, and and that and that song I'd say sort of like is introducing the project, like, and so I'd say like the whole project is collaborative, and I think it, it was sort of our, the first time that we sort of like just did it like did it dirtier than we usually do it. Just throwing shit at the wall. Do you guys have a collaboration or someone that you worked with that was like? I guess a memorable story or something that like stood out and it was like a fun process. Trip Jones is a young guy from the LES and he's 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 forever on top. So so you you're gonna you're gonna hear about Trip Jones. Hey. 
I'm gonna uh, go chill, ECW. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, everyone who stepped into the booth for that shit or that stuff <laughs> was was excellent and had a, a very like created a very compelling experience. So, yeah. Everybody was extremely generous. They made magic. It was so fun. Was yeah, Dream Crush was ask Dream Crush about it. They were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um, they just sent me like a Facebook message like going over like what the project was about, the Corpus project, and I was like, I'm so down with this. It's awesome. And then like, <clears throat> I don't know. I was like, kind of broke, and like I borrowed someone's like Metro card, and we like met at their studio, and like they basically just like sat me down. And we're like, we're we're gonna just play a bunch of stuff, and if you like like what you hear stop it and then they played the hungry like part the part their part of hungry that they played and it was so weird and effed up and i was just like this is insane this is this is like it's like a plane crashing with like cuteness all over it with like kittens in it it was awesome <laughs> i felt like i had to vomit on it and i vomited on it a little bit and then jay vomited on it a little more and then we made like vomit soup it was awesome <laughs> but like that same night like we finished like a bunch of stuff but you guys finished like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it was, it was also the first time that we worked real quick. Yeah, it was like four different songs I got finished, I think. I don't remember. It was awesome. Sweet. Um, and you talked <laughs> earlier about like finding those different venues and like ha having that like community kind of targeted a little bit legally. Um, what's it been like to be on tour and to be exploring those different communities across the country and playing DIY venues around? Um, like, can you speak about like how it's been to see those communities in other places beyond New York? Well, it's always it's always like we feel blessed whenever anyone like grants us access into their community and, and to play a spot that they know is sort of like on the line and isn't going to be there forever because we really appreciate that you know like it's, we know that every night in a spot like that like is is counted you know what I mean so so we 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 really love it when anyone opens up their doors to us and. Um, and I think, and, and just to like clear the air, like it's mad funny because people were hitting up the the Moon Room at Summit Hall and asking them what's good with the show. And they said, the show's canceled. Show Me Bye is not coming. Mm -hmm. And we we were coming. We had just gotten in touch with the community in uh, in, in Colorado. And uh, and so we like wrote on the internet. We were like, we we're like, they're lying to you. Like, don't believe them. But, uh, and they they like sent, like our people in a message being like, how could you say we're liars? So I just want to be like, yo, Summit Hall, Moon Room, it's love. We don't think y'all are liars. And we just fooling. And, but we got granted access to this community by, by you and your friends, and, and, and we appreciate that. But for real, pull up to the show tonight. Oh, my God. It's cute. It's real cute. So uh, you guys, y'all are playing... Uh, the 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 space behind the space oh, it's backspace you guys are playing backspace tonight right um, and uh so how did you know anything i guess about the the colorado community before y'all came out here um at all no i found out about product lust mm -hmm. and i was like this band's tight yeah they're a great band yeah um but uh i guess i guess you haven't been there yet so i can't really ask you about what what you think but um is that kind of bring it more to those kinds of venues that aren't like exactly like you know summit is more of a um like a live music venue whereas the uh this is more of a diy venue do you find yourself playing more diy venues than others or is it kind of evenly yeah. spread yeah we try to 
definitely and that's all is that all about just like supporting the community wherever you go absolutely and hoping that that community will support us as well Mm -hmm. you know it's a two-way thing because we can't just pull up and be like Yo, we're finna support you. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, what are you doing? We don't. Oh, like, we don't need you in our community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So totally. just so to be asked to to do that is, is always is always beautiful. And mm-hmm. When it happens, good. We also don't want to roll into town and have to charge kids like twenty bucks to come, like, not get in if they're not twenty one. Get like assaulted by bouncers and whatever. Yeah. Like, that's not. Good yeah, it's kind of a buzzkill. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess this is just a personal question. I love Princess Nokia, and I wanted you guys to kind of talk about what it was like to record with her and the song that you guys made and kind of talk about that. Harlan produced that track. It was really sick. It was uh, it was really uh, it was it was really fun. I, I mean, I, I feel like we didn't really a lot of the times when people came into the studios, we didn't really know what we were gonna make. And there was, we kind of let it happen, you know. And so we, we were showing her a bunch of things, like we showed Lewayne a bunch of, of tracks as well, and uh, and Josh Groban. Yeah, and Josh Groban. <laughs> and and uh, she, I, I remember, I we we had one that we were like, she would like kill this track. Like we wanted her to work on this one track, and that's the one that Yo Chill and he, and uh, Chip Skylark ended up recording on. She heard it, she was like. Nah, I can't. She's like, I don't. I, I like this, but I I can't do anything on this. So then, I played her some older and older things, and some stuff I I'd been making while we were on tour last year, and uh, she really responded to this this one beat, which she just went in and and literally in one take did pretty much the entirety of that that vocal track. So, and and just like for the for the record, Princess Nokia is one of the most beautiful artists that we know. Like she just as a person, she's. She's a gorgeous human being, um, along with Dream Crusher and Josh Groban over here. But Princess Nokia is, is really, really phenomenal. She's both a phenomenal artist and a phenomenal human. I think we really feel that way about everyone that we worked with on this project, too, which is it's sick to I don't have that much love for everybody that we went in on this with. So we wanted to thank you again for performing. I um, noticed that you guys had some different instruments. So if you guys want to talk about how the arrangement, the live arrangement has changed over time since you guys have been performing as a band. It's always been the same. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. That's all right. Um, Just as a, I guess another question is, do you, when you're performing, um where like what's like the sweet spot i guess of like um where in terms of, like venues and places um where's like one venue that you guys have performed and it was just like a performance that stuck with you for a really long time and like what made it special i say churchills in miami is like the best mm-hmm. venue in america um what's it what's it like uh, I guess describe uh it's like a it's a bar that you can do anything in (laughs) and it's like basically like a squat in the back of the bar oh whoa it's basically just like a punk house behind the bar and in the bar yeah okay (laughs) totally and they got some pool too (laughs) and it's all ages even though it's like a total bar wow (laughs) and they they so tight yeah have they ever had it wow 
Wait, have they ever had any problems or anything in the past? No, yeah. Probably. I don't know. Really? No. <laughs> no. No problems. Zero yeah. problems. And you know Walter, the photographer that's always yeah, like yeah, at yeah, shows yeah. us that he he's, he always talks about how like everyone there is like super chill. Like the bouncers don't like hassle people or anything like that. Because there's always kids there and they like don't, yeah yeah they don't like bother you. If you have an ex, you just don't get a drink. Like, yeah. Cool. Yeah. As long as you like respect the space, like they don't right. really have a problem with you. They don't want. They don't give it. They don't give a damn if you respect the space. <laughs> Dead ass. They really don't care. Disrespect it, honey. Really don't care. There's it's like great. a three-inch pool of piss in the bathroom, in any of the bathrooms. <laughs> actually, yeah. They just and, let it lie. Yeah. I mean, it turns into ammonia, so they'll just it's just cleaning <laughs> oh, material. Oh, it cleans itself. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I noticed that there is a special instrument that I feel like sets. Um, Show me the body out apart from some other um, groups of the the same style is the electric banjo, and I kind of wanted to ask how that came into place or like how how you mainly use it. I use it for noise. Yeah. And feedback. Cool. My what? cousin went to college, mm -hmm. and he came back, and he had a banjo, and it was easier than guitar. <laughs> so you just just started experimenting with it and. Cool. Exactly. Awesome. Well, it looks like we're getting to near the end of our time here, but thank you again so much for coming in, everybody. Um, stoked to see the show tonight. It's going to be happening at Backspace. Space um, for your face. But yeah, that was uh, Show Me the Body right here on Radio 1190. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to be playing a song by, uh, if I can scroll down and see it, uh, it's entitled One More Time by Who's Jay Sum. And uh, yeah, so that was Show Me the One Body right here on time. Radio 1190.